Building Donnie in the building. What's going on, gentlemen? And I hope you had a good Easter. I hope everybody had a good Easter. Or uh, if you don't celebrate Easter, had a good weekend. Yeah, man, had a good weekend. Uh, no, no Easter eggs uh, involved in my weekend. But I bet you, uh, I bet you, it might be a little uh, different story for Pete. You got the kids running around and all that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. The uh, the moms of the neighborhood um, made sure they they made yesterday was yesterday Saturday memorable for the kids every kid in the neighborhood um, they went uh, yesterday was hunting the park. they did we did it on Saturday though they did it on Saturday they Got did it you. on Saturday at the park right 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 up the street from the house probably about 13 of the neighborhood kids who have all been together for the last year anyway during this quarantine and parents got together we had a jump house a little barbecue um to be honest with you I mean I'm um, uh, it may sound sad, but I don't know how many of the kids actually know what Easter is, but they had a blast. So definitely remember the day finding Easter eggs with lottery yeah. tickets and scratch offs in it and a whole bunch of candy and fun toys. So that w- it was definitely fun and memorable for them. Yeah, as long as they correlate Easter with uh, with with positive memories, uh, it's a win, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice, man. Uh, it's good to be back. We've uh, had a small bit of a hiatus, so. Uh... It's definitely been a couple of weeks since we were uh, we convened. So what's been going on since? How How's you guys uh, holding up? Well, this week will be my last week at home. Um, I'll be back at school uh, next week. So looking forward to that. And as far as the, the cards and the hobby and the wax is concerned, man, I'm excited as ever. Back back on the mic with y'all. Um, still looking every other day to see if I can find some old school wax to add to my PC collection, uh, enjoying all of the ups and downs that the hobby is having, loving all of the chatter that it's bringing and the energy that it's bringing and looking forward to turning that all into something um, um, uh, uh, positive with you guys, man. That's what I'm on. Yeah, right on, Pete. Um, man, as, 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 as far as me, as far as I go, um it's a trip. I, I, man, I, I feel more blessed than ever to be uh, involved with both of you guys uh, bringing any kind of positive light to the hobby. Um, you know, with my platform, I get a lot of people that want to talk shop or, you know, maybe they get offended or they get upset by something. They come to me, you know, as if <laughs> as if I'm some type of moderator or something. But uh, a lot of people have been uh, knocking on my door saying, you know, uh, you know, this person's doing this, this and that. And, and uh, there's just been a lot of uh, negativity. And I can't I, I can't even personally speak to any of it because I keep it out of my life, man. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anybody that wants to talk about anything. But, um, you know, like like the, the positive things that are being brought to my attention or the, the negative things that are being brought to my attention, I hadn't even heard about, you know, so. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's just it's 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 powerful to be uh, uh, such a light in um, you know a hobby that that deserves it, a hobby that should be 
uh, lit like this always. Um, but yeah, man. Also, uh, me and Card Killer recently had our very first monetized uh, mayhem break. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Pete was in the mix as well, man. Um, I can't help but feel. feel like, I can't help but feel like that was a a great success. Um, we, uh, you know, initially we had about uh, a little over half of the spots filled, and then the last day, you know, kind of jumped up a little bit, and I, I think we had about thirteen spots unfilled um, at the time that we started the uh, the live mayhem break. And I think we we ended up selling like ten spots on the uh, on the live while we were going. You know, everybody was seeing the the potential cards that were popping up, and uh, you know, people were like, "Oh man, let me snag another spot. Let me snag another two spots." So it was real cool to see. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just felt like we were we were setting the tone for you know twenty to thirty people's energy for that night, and um, I don't think anyone had a bad time. You know, whether they got the card they wanted or not, you know, everybody's getting, uh, you know, a nice card killer uh, mayhem piece, you know, so not every break can guarantee you anything like that. So pretty cool, man. I, I'm, I'm very proud to uh, be rocking with both of you guys. I feel like there's very big things and very fun things on the horizon. Man, you yeah, want, you want to. How you feeling, KK, after yeah. that mayhem break? I mean, talk about something recent and completely positive, man. That mayhem break was out of control, man. We had so much fun. Um, like he said, e almost every single spot went. I, I don't have anything really left over, um, mm -hmm. which is awesome. And, uh, you know, what Donnie, what Donnie did was um, in order to keep track of everybody who, who was in the break, um, he, started some, he started a group chat uh, separate. Right. And what what that was able uh, to do is kind of start to create a community um, that was right. centered around these breaks. But it's kind of centered around everybody because everybody now gets to say, hey, they enjoyed it and they want to see it happen again. And now we're kind of like, hey, why don't you just come up with some suggestions now? Because now this community, you can voice your opinion, you can voice an idea. So, you know, we even started going into, oh, how, how, how creative do we want to get with, with, with the, uh, with future breaks and, and, um, you know, the sky's the limit on, you know, whether what product we're breaking, what I'm doing to the cards, what other people can do to the cards, you know, like we could see, you know, this thing, this thing can just go as far as we want to take it. So before um, it was two minds thinking on concepts. Now yeah. it's like 20 minds thinking on concepts. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could keep very easily get flooded i mean i don't mind that at all um but you know it, I, I welcome it because uh you know we're all feeding off each other at the moment and uh that group chat is turning into something pretty special and you know with each break we may add five to ten new people who knows and then you know this becomes you know like its own little community in itself so like it's so funny how one little idea can spawn something that can uh you know you know, really be limitless, you know, as it goes down the line. And I think that just began last week. So really in a positive spot, uh, you know, in my mind, especially when it comes to um, the art and how, how it's reaching a lot of other people at the moment. Yeah. And so, whether it's, whether it's perceived well or not by everybody, um, no one can deny the fact that it's a, a, a very fun, new, positive way to add to the pre-existing hobby, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, you can't, uh, 
you can't deny uh, its originality. And, you know, maybe you don't want to buy a spot in it, and that's cool. But, you know, I, I bet you we're always going to find people who will, especially when they see, you know, how the, the top three um, pieces turn out. Uh, because as we spoke to it before, uh, the top three spots in the Mayhem break ended up with a um, a more intricate, customized uh, Mayhem break card than uh, the other participants. And I think once everybody starts seeing those, um, you know, it's just going to add more fuel to the pre-existing five. So very cool. Stuff. Maybe, maybe it actually should be explained a little bit since we're not actually doing it on the podcast right now. And like people just joining in right. may not know exactly what it is. Um, yeah. So, go ahead. yeah. So, 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 so it, it, before one of you explain it, I like to explain it from a novice standpoint because okay. I believe there's going to be a lot of other novices who are listening Perfect. and people who don't understand pretty much you know, like I understand the card art but that form the breaking I was a user I was a buyer um, in that moment right mm -hmm. and the experience was was like no other and I'm going to explain why um, when we when we talk about the mayhem break so so what you gentlemen did was you selected a product, right? A box of cards, which happened to be a 2020 Prism Baseball Mega Box. Right. Took the packs out, came up with a, a, a creative way to um, 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 not destroy the cards or the packs, but alter, um, alter, 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 right? Alter the cards in some shape, form or fashion. And for this mayhem break, it happened to be a drill. So KK took a drill and drilled holes in different places through each pack. Uh, I was with 12 packs of cards, I believe, in the Mega Box. What was it? I think it, it may have been eight, eight packs and a bonus. Eight, eight packs? Eight packs and a bonus, right? It was like 44 cards in total, correct? Yeah. All right, so 44 cards in total. And um, and, and then after that, um, uh, everybody paid for their spots. Like everybody said, it was 30, like you guys mentioned earlier, it was $35 a spot. Mm -hmm. And then after. So 44, spot, 44 spots, 44 cards. Right, 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 right. Right. And then afterwards, the um, um, the spots were randomly um, um, randomized, randomized the spots and the order which you were in. If you were number one, you got to pick which card um, that 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 KK will be making this card art piece with. And it was the top two pieces, the top two spots. Was it three top three spots? Mm -hmm. So the top three spots would would get a full card card art designed right card from from similar to the work that you all do on a daily basis correct yeah it, you would say, yeah, say it would be further embellished. customized further embellished further customized okay and and uh you know as each mayhem break develops you know the uh the the theme on how they will be altered will be different and the theme of how they will be treated is different so you know we can get as creative as we want as it goes down the line uh we can go for more expensive boxes we can go for um you know bigger boxes you know whatever whatever the demand is whatever people are like and uh whatever people like and i guess you know um that group chat will determine kind of the direction in which that goes so that remains to be seen but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun going on it, it was cool it was cool because like from other breaks normally and i hate to give this i hate to uh, people catch it they catch it but for me being a buyer in the break buying a spot or a slot whatever the term is used i had so much um i had control over my my card you know what i mean having that control as a buyer is not often given, if at all, in a breaking 
realm. So not only was that to me a real cool piece um, that I think a lot of people, whether you're a card artist, a breaker or anything, I mean, you all really gave away a lot of innovation and um, creative ways to not only do a break, but um, add value to not only the cards, but to the users. You know what I mean? To the buyers, rather, the users, the buyers. Like this, this is a one-on-one card specifically for them. And the typical break, getting whatever cards come in that pack or in that box, but so are whoever else is buying those same cards and those same products, right? So for you all to have this space where only this can be created, and now you and now it's it's already grown to a group chat to where it's more inclusive and it's going to be more minds and more hands on it and more ideas. I just um yeah. I'm looking forward to where it's going to go. And like I said, just from somebody who's I still consider myself new to it. And like I said, from a buyer's perspective, it was the most fun, um, engaging uh, break that that I've been a part of. Uh, yeah, and I've I've been a I've been a part of breaks where I didn't end up with any product, you know, uh, uh, a few times, you know, maybe maybe you buy a team in a box break or a, a team in a case break, and you really don't end up with anything sometimes, and to you know, and and so what we did is we we capped it at three spots per person, hoping that there would be as many people as possible. And then, uh, you know, we made the decision to run it on on the Friday uh, that we thought it would be filled uh, anyways. It wasn't. And we just kind of made the uh, the judgment to, to run it anyways. And we were going to go ahead and give away the, you know, however many spots were left. I think, there were, like I said, there were like 13 spots uh, left at the time that we started the Mayhem break. And uh, we were going to we were just going to give those spots away to the first 13 names that ended up on the uh, randomly generated list. Uh, of course that didn't happen, uh, fortunately. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, we would love to see it at some point, you know, just maybe, maybe, you know, be 40 spots and have it, have it be, you know, almost 40 different uh, people in it. You know, the more, the more, the more, the merrier, you know, all the energy just really adds to uh, whatever we're doing, you know. And and what was uh, I was going to say about this specific uh, mayhem break, which is the first one. So everybody is going to get a piece of art. And, uh, you know, um, part of my art is that I gold leaf my name on on each card and as well as one of one. But the third inscription on the card in gold leaf will be mayhem number one. So you'll all yep. see that. Um, and that'll commemorate the fact that you were there for the first one. And, uh, you know, none of my cards from here on out will ever have Mayhem 1. It may have Mayhem 2, 3, or 4, whatever. But um, you guys are in on the first, uh, you know, the first time. So it's kind of like a special one as well. Game changer. Game changer, y'all. History. I appreciate being part of it. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, you definitely got a couple coming to you as well, Pete. And Donnie, of course. Yes, Yes, sir. You know, uh, you know what was really cool. Um, you know, not to, not to beat a dead horse and 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 just keep talking about how cool it was and all that, but uh, it, it was really awesome to see. You know, I think there was one or two people that jumped in that uh, they, you know, they weren't a part of the initial break. They just kind of randomly showed up uh, into our live, and 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 they, you know, they had questions. You know, they're. Uh, you know, basically uh, wondering how, 
people would want these uh, cards with holes drilled in them and, uh, you know, etc. And it was real nice and refreshing to see, uh, you know, a lot of our followers just jump in and not not attack that dude. Hug but, uh, rather yeah, yeah, they embraced, him. they embraced him and they educated him, right? Correct. Right. They informed him, and it was great to see that. And I wanted to, and while while you're on that subject, uh, I, I know we mentioned it at the beginning, but I really want to thank and appreciate our listeners, uh, not only the people who participated in the Mayhem Break and those who just, whether had a spot or were just there to watch and, and, and be a part of it, but also the people who listen in and tolerate the um, outside noises that we may have during our breaks and still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, during our um, our podcast rather, and they still um, listen in on, on what we're saying. I just appreciate y'all for understanding the realness on what we are dealing with at the moment, but we are, uh, man, working on bringing value in every aspect to you all, whether it's via cards, music, podcast, each and every way. So thank you to the people for sure. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it, man. It feels like my cup uh, runs over, man, with this. This is awesome. We got it. Yeah, it, uh, it it feels like an extended family. And uh, to, to get that type of vibe with so many people that you're not even spending time with in, in person, um, it's pretty special, man, to, to be able to feel it uh, so, so deep. Cool. Does anybody uh, have any other, like, current topic they want to talk about in the hobby? Uh, you know, we kind of do the front of the podcast with with current topics and there's plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, definitely uh, I found it interesting that uh, I woke up, I woke up the other day with a text from my brother uh, talking about how how PSA had shut down, um, you know, t- uh, taking any new slabs. And yeah, I think it said until July or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, geez, I. Uh, Jeez, you have any thoughts on that? I sure do. So from what I understand, uh, and I've heard so many weird little bits and pieces, but uh, from what I understand, they caught a jump of like in, in three days, they got as much as they received in the last like three months or something. So they had to address it. I don't know uh, if that's true. I don't know much more than that. But uh, yeah, uh, feel free to jump in and uh, tell your thoughts. Hmm. Well, what I think is, is that um, I, I, I kind of step back from it and look at it from like, um, you know, look at the forest for the trees, you know, I, I, you know, not on such specific one specific action, uh, make it causing something else to happen. I think this is something that um, I mean, I may go be as bold to say as that this is kind of like a roller coaster that they plan. Um, because whether or not you think that they're competing with each other, PSA, BGS, SGC, um, you know, even if they're um, presenting themselves in a competitive manner, they may also be working in conjunction with each other in order to raise one at one time and then do something that raises another one of them at at another time. And um, it just, we get played in this roller coaster um, to basically have, you know, to be like, you know, caught in the rat trap of what they're doing. Um, you know, just because PSA halts their, their, um, their submissions for a bit. Now, all of a sudden, uh, SGC jumped their prices. Um, it's kind of like, oh, they must've had a power lunch to see who's going to get their leg up this month. And it kind of bothers me, um, because I don't want to get played like that. And I, you know, and I, I remember submitting cards when I was younger, 
Um, you know, and it was when it's, you go to a show and you get a, a card submission for $15 a card. Uh, you wait a little longer, you can get it for $10 a card. And this was, you know, PSA. So now uh, the game is totally different because big money is in it. And it's like, you know, uh, I'm going to skip grading for at least a very long time because I don't need to be on anybody else's roller coaster in that respect. And, you know, I was just last couple of months, I've been like, you know what? Everybody's tanking on BGS. Let me go load up on BGS 9.5s. You know why? Because they're negligible compared to PSA 10s in most respects. And then yeah. what's going to happen is that once, you know, once that once one other company is considered a full, the other one's going to go up. So I started buying my BGS nine fives um, and, you know, you can get a deal on a nine point five compared to a PSA 10 these days. And I was like, you know what? Now watch BGS gets its turn and everything. And it's it's kind of just playing itself out like that. So. You know, I, I see it for that. And I just see, you know, other companies jumping in and they're all just kind of laughing, laughing. Yo, what about what about that new company, H HGA? I seen recently that a, uh, an HGA 9.5 or HGA 10 uh, uh, Tatis Bo uh, Bowman Chrome rookie sold for almost double the price of a PSA 10. Yeah, it's an HGA is like a brand new company. So this is it's it stops being about the integrity of grading and it starts just being about trends. That's you know that's that yeah. doesn't make sense to me when you're when you're talking about a business that's run on on quality control. Um you know the HGA thing it, it's nice and everything. I like I don't mind but people are starting to stop saying that oh this you know the um, you know, PSA 10 is worth more now. And they're just starting to say, well, HGA is the one who we can get done quickly. So why don't we just hype them? Yeah. I mean, since yeah. when did it, it looks it, it, like it, it, Yeah, it's, it's, it's trendy. It looks cool. Uh, they're, they're quick on it because it's a brand new company. They're not, I'm sure they, they have not, you know, started getting, I mean, may, I, I'm sure they're uh, getting more business now that PSA is closed, yeah. but. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure they were never getting a, a fraction of their business while PSA was open, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I think it's all going to be like, you know, get your card slabbed in any way you can and, um, and then let the chips fall where they may. I wouldn't overpay. Um, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, look at the card and grade, grade it with your own eye as well, even though it's in a slab. Cause you know, it, when one rep is down, another one is up. The card is still going to be the same damn card. So it's kind of crazy that people are still sending to companies like GMA. Like, there's no credibility in it. They've been around forever. How about this? Super which, weird. Which company is going to grade card art, baby? What's going to happen? When is it going to happen? Right. Right. So well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, talking to our buddy uh, Mike Jackson. He has sent a few uh, autographed uh, card art pieces to, I want to say. Yeah, no, he's and, out to BGS. Uh, yes, he's out. He sent it out to BGS, mm -hmm. and um, he. It sounds like it's going pretty well. Um, and and I mean, since he's, it, it's basically just getting the autograph authenticated and slabbed. It's kind of like a uh, cheat code, almost, if yeah. you will. But um, it's cool, man. I mean, it's it's all it's all a process. Like like you have to you have to get in somehow, you know. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's part of the. Um, the yeah, ticket, I'm really know? happy that he's found a way that looks like it's working out. 
Um, you know, he's going to be getting these back, I think, supposedly within the next month or so. So we're going to know definitively what's what's going on and what BGS is accepting and how that works. And yo, get the you know get your card art that's autoed in. That's kind of cool. That's fine, but not everybody you know pulls that off because you gotta you have to have a signed card in the beginning. And then um... yo uh, yo KK, that would be perfect for that Jerry West opportunity I was telling Absolutely. you about. No, for sure. But then you know, there's so many thousands of pieces that aren't autoed. So like, <laughs> you know, when are they gonna fit that in? And 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 I'm not saying you have to grade it because obviously the card is altered in the first place. But um, you know, maybe. Well, I really think that that could be like a GMA type situation or just uh, establish our yeah, own boom, revenue, man. Like boom, to where it doesn't even, it doesn't boom. even, it doesn't even grade it, but just a slab it. You I, know? I think, I yeah, think individually each, each artist would, would, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think they would have to, but it'd be wise to copyright trademark, some kind of IP, some, something about that card. Right. So then that way, even when on the label, whatever's on there, I don't know. I just feel like something something would have to be protected. Would want I would want something to be protected at the same time when sending it out. Yeah, right? I'm telling you, it's a business that doesn't exist at the moment because at the moment, but it's wide open. Man. Yeah, it's wide open, yeah. dude. And I am busy as shit. So uh, anyone anyone out <laughs> there wants to sit it. there and and you know bring art card art into the art world and into the hobby like never before, it is out there. Like if you want to slab it, figure out a, a smart way to do it. And uh, it, it's, hey, it's smart, it's uh, smart because have, it's 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 to it's to me for me first of all card art I already look at as as art right so for me even yeah. a raw card art to me should be just like any other thing you hang on a wall put on a mantle you know what I mean whatever however you view art you know what I mean it's worth just as much without the the grade but to be able to grade it as well to me yeah. is a component that only adds value and brings in interest and brings in just so much more because I wanted to touch on the grading part too, which, cause my opinion on it is, is kind of a, I wouldn't say unpopular, but just not, not a lot of people um, in today's times really operate like I do. I have yet in my collecting life to send one card in to be graded. Yeah. Right. <laughs> me too. Right. Me. Okay. So for Man. you, for me, for me, Donnie is because, when I, because I literally collect like I collected in the nineties, like spitting image. Like, yes, I, I me own too. slabs. But I, that's because I bought them slabs because yes. I wanted them, but it had no nothing off value. Yes. I I love SGC. I love certain cards with the black background. Yeah, like I just to me that's like Dude, hanging that up you, on my man. wall is yep. like, and my friends walking in is like, oh, or pulling that out. Certain, but certain cards look better in PSA. So for me. It's never been of interest to send a card in because I don't break cards like that. I don't open wax. So it's not like I'm going to have the need for that. If I am, for me, it's my boxes, if anything, that I'm going to resell, right? So so for me, yeah. having an opinion on it is is just me putting my opinion on it because I really, it doesn't impact me in what I do. But um, I feel like companies like SGC and BGS and everybody that's being that's that's reacting. I feel like they're making a mistake, man. Um, you have to be proactive. I always told my brother because I love SGC 
And back in the day, I still I never sent anything in to get graded. But when I would I always thought about it, like, man, I'm gonna send this yeah. in SGC. <laughs> It'll look good in SGC, right? And it's the most affordable yeah. too at the same time. And where, where I would want to go, right? But I always told my yeah. brother, man, they should up their prices because if they don't up their prices, people are gonna value their slabs at what it's being put in at. Yeah. I love SGC. Right. I'll pay an extra twenty five or whatever if that's what it is. You know what I mean? So for them, I, to I've always, to PSA, I've always. Yeah. For them to react to PSA instead them. of, yeah, instead of being proactive, you know what I mean? It's like you're giving PSA the upper hand, y'all. Y'all have to, you know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I just, I feel like companies have to believe in their brand more than just their 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 value proposition or what they claim. They have to put the money in the product and where their mouth is and in the quality too, right? So um, I just hate to see people following PSA because now you're just letting them lead. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, rightfully so, uh, you got to give credit to SGC because in the last year, they've probably done more business than they've done in the last 10 years. You know, I've seen them, uh, you know, get uh, get a boost in uh, trends uh, a few times. Maybe I mean, obviously, maybe not right at the current moment, right. but uh, before the big uh, card boom happened, I mean, there were many, I mean, I, I guess basically maybe in the beginning, really, of the card boom when you know, uh, uh, PSA and Beckett started getting the influx. And I think that's probably when SGC started getting a little bit more credit where credit was due. Um, I've always trusted their uh, validity as far as uh, signatures go. Like if they slab an autograph, I trust that it's uh, a legitimate autograph. You know, I've, I've never seen... Uh, and I can tell a fake pretty easily. I've never seen an SGC slab uh, authenticating an autograph that I believe that autograph to be fake. Uh, so, you know, um, it's, it's nice to see them uh, getting a boost in, in popularity. It is it is uh, almost, you're right, uh, KK, it is almost fishy how, you know, uh, PSA shuts down, SGC raises their prices. Right. Um, you know it it definitely is a little fishy for sure and uh one thing that i've seen recently is uh you know there's been a bunch of targeted ads for people uh for for (laughs) for these like makeshift slabs like do-it-yourself type of slab um and that's uh it's scary man i mean it's not that hard to you know if someone's i mean you know uh, someone like crazy custom cards like they're able to print you know, basically a super, super fractor. Like I'm sure people can print, you know, PSA border, uh, you know, logos that, uh, you know, look pretty similar, man, you know? So I, I feel like that may play a bigger role in, uh, the hobby in the, in the, you know, the days to come. Cause that just opens, you know, a lot of opportunity at like, the word slab has just gotten more and more popular. Like people are, you know, little kids are just, you know, going crazy trying to get, you know, get, you, you, uh, you got any slabs, slabs, you know, like they don't even care what the company is, you know, it's just like, it's just, you know, it, it's just become such a prevalent and popular part of the hobby, you know, buyer beware, my friend. Yeah, it's coming, dude. It's I mean, I mean, think about it, you know, like where wherever there's money, wherever there's opportunity, like people are going to take. Mm-hmm. So even with even with that being said, that just I mean, even even it's sad, but there's so just there's compromises when it comes to grading just in itself. Like you said, wherever there's money, if I have a bag and if I know somebody, 
it's a good chance I can get my 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 card cracked and, and upgraded to another point. You know what I mean? That's that happens. Yep. That happens in the hobby. I'm not gonna act like it's not. This is our platform. You know what I mean? And we can share money talks, man. Money talks. You, you know what I'm saying? So um, it, it exists. It exists in the hobby. You know what I mean? Um, and just just for that, I just feel like there has to be these new new things has have to happen, right? Because um, the hobby in itself, if you look back at every pro, every company, every manufacturer, there's always been some type of dirt. Nobody's clean. We all have skeletons, humans, individuals included, right? And these companies carry the same skeletons. But I think moving forward, man, integrity is big. And at least, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 quality and, and, and integrity in the way these companies move is big for me if I did ever decide to grade based on more than just uh, aesthetics and how the uh, slab looked. You know what I mean? Um, Yo, check this. I've got a, I've got a, um, an idea for one of these grading companies uh-huh. to, uh, to jump prices. Um, I, I thought about like, I, I, I'm going to wait one day and watch this is going to happen. And I'm going to just say it in public now. So watch it happen. Um, they're going to move vintage cards from 1980 to 1990. And, what's, and what that's going to happen is that that's going to leave every card from 81 to 89 open to review in a vintage setting instead of a modern setting, which means that the grades are going to get different and it's going to change the prices. What do you think? It's a possibility. Because, you know, because with each decade that passes, you know, you, you can move the vintage a decade because vintage. That feels so weird to call 1990 vintage. Not to a twenty-year-old who never lived in the decade. Right, right, right. Watch, you'll right. see, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. And uh, and, and I mean, like, that's the most junkiest of the junk uh, wax era, you know. Yeah, I know, but what if you know? Because since everybody treated them crappily, that like, oh, now they're since they're considered the PSA yeah, PSA nine would yeah. get a ten or something like that, or or, or you know, like, uh, or the fives would get a sixes, the sevens would get an eights. And it uh, kind of changes the way they, uh, you know, they charge, and uh, you know, just yeah. another angle to make more money. But that's just a, like, you know, a little that's, thing wow. that could happen. I'm sure that it will. And Slab, I mean, said I, something similar, yeah. so I, I see where you're going with that. KK, my brother said something very similar before to what. Oh, you're he did. Saying, okay, so. we're on the same page. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all on the same page. <laughs> just another angle. I think. I think we be when we talk about. Talk about that, happened but could happen like people grading graded graded cards like that's what's happening now right we have companies that grade graded cards but um what he was saying was what if there was a company that had tiers of grading and you can choose what tier you wanted to put your grade in and it'll come in a just a whole bunch of honestly what i felt like was crap and stupid but sometimes stupid stuff makes money so i thought it was genius but mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely thought uh, of a way of making like a slab that was more, um, you know, museum quality or something like that. Something where they can make an angle that this this slab is worth more than another slab because, uh, you know, um, let's say let's say you fill a slab with um, with a gas called argon instead of just let letting air in it. That argon actually protects your card and preserves your card better than air does. So let's say you. A, a like a slab gets filled with argon and now it's like or it gets a uv coating so that it can't get messed with with sunlight 
something like that. And you could pay a little bit more for those cases. And, you know, I should work for these goddamn companies. I'm going to go make I'm going to go apply. That's it. You should, man. It's all about the upcharge and like that. That's that's. I mean, you're full of little upcharges. Right. Museum you know? slabs. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, so with that argon, I would love could to that see argon it. Love possibly to see prevent it. the greening in the tops chrome refractors. Would it pre- prevent the what? The greening that we see in the tops chrome cards. I, I that, that, that may be, Yeah, it would. Possibly? It would do that. It would do that. Mm. I mean, unless unless the culprit is sunlight, which again you can UV coat it. Um, right, but argon definitely uh, slows the process of like um, you know the half life of materials, um, you know in a, in a science in, in science terms, and uh, and even though you know you're talking about you know what would you know you're thinking like oh we're talking about something that's going to degrade in hundreds of years, um, you know, but you could use it as a selling point, you know, you could use it as a gimmick, and you can. Uh, and you can upgrade, you know, upgrade your slabs and then kind of you could change the design so they look more modern. And I'm just saying, you know, many, many angles to be had. And, and I'm sure they're going to be taken at some point. Prisms in a prism slab. View yeah. your prism in a prism slab. You can see it in every different angle. You can even see under his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that was a good that was a good topic, man. Well, it would be kind of cool not. to see. It would be kind of cool to see slabs. Uh, you know, I mean, I remember back in the day they would have those screw downs that would ha- like have a cracked ice effect almost. It would yeah. be cool to see. It would be cool to see slabs uh, have the same thing, man. Yeah, I mean, HGA is taking that first step because they're they're right? you know, they, you could put a background in it and you can uh, you can change their colors and everything. I think that's a nice step. Uh, it's a nice little touch, but you know, the sky's the limit on like you know slab design me i'm on i'm on uh peter's side i like that tux on sgc uh, uh, yeah me too man especially yeah. yeah like i said especially for uh certifying autographs man all yeah. day yes yeah, i for me they, they look the best in those <sighs> all right well that was awesome so you guys uh you want to do the next segment yeah, I'm gonna roll with the. Uh, all right, we each we each question have one question for each other, and we go the killer, around the, room. the killer the killer questions killer questions. All right, and they are some killer ones today. I love these. Uh huh. All right, let's see, let's see, uh, Pete, let's let's see what you got. All right, so here we go, gentlemen. You're stuck on an island. All right, these are the. Oh, you can only bring three things with you. You can bring one hobby box, any hobby box from. Anytime, any hobby box you want, you can bring one tool or device to create art. All right. Okay. All right. So to, to help you if you need to create art, and then you'll be able to bring one person, any person with you. What box are you bringing? What tool are you bringing? All right. Or device. And, and who are you bringing with you? I'll take a stab at mm-hmm. that first. Uh-huh. I'm going to I'm going to alter it one way only. I'm going to alter it with, uh, with with two hobby boxes because you need to offset uh you know the other one. You, you can't just uh you know make okay. art from, okay. Okay. from one set. Okay, so then so, checking baggage so you good. You can sneak a second box in there. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you uh Southwest. Uh <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, 2011 Bowman Chrome Hobby Box. Uh, you know, searching for the Mike Trouts, just in case I get off the island sometime. What? And uh, 
<laughs> and to offset it, I'm actually going to go with the 1983 top. So I have a cool border to work uh, to work with, um, you know, with, with correlating teams. Um, you know, I could just make I, – I could spend my time on this island with my one tool, which would be an exacto knife. And I would just be reworking these uh, these Roman Chrome, hopefully my Trout rookie cards, into the 1983 borders uh, with my one and only uh, uh, partner in crime uh, for for the art card world. We got Card Killer, man. He's gonna be killing killing cards with me on the island. What up? Uh, I all day Card Killer. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to spend our time, uh, you know, hunting hunt, we're, and basically since we're going to we're going to be on the island for some time. So we're going to basically be opening up like one pack, I guess, one pack every uh, every like two weeks or something like that, trying to get them uh, Mike Trouts. And in the meantime, we'll just keep uh, making pieces of every other card that we pull uh, and card killer is going to have his uh boxes to choose from too so me and him could just kind of fuck around on the island and make some cool uh card art i, th- man. I think so, that island yeah. needs a needs a nationals or a, a convention of some kind so that we can show that shit off <laughs> uh, well that's our pit stop before uh before you know they they save us tom hanks style that's right. and uh you know, then we get to the nationals probably like the next day after we've been on stuck on the island for a year. We're all tattered. We don't even know how to talk to people anymore. And yet, boom, <laughs> we're here at we're we're here at the nationals with some of the craziest art. You, you know, using like coconut uh, milk for, you know, like the you know whatever man, <laughs> like bleaching it, bleaching it in uh, in in coconut milk. Uh, it sounds yeah. good. Well, uh, how, how about you, KK, man? What, uh, how are you going to handle uh, it? Okay, so let me see. The hobby box that I want, it's not spectacular, but it has my holy grail in it. And uh, obviously, I never pulled a card. I never had the card. The card is too expensive. It's out of reach for me at the moment. Um, and that would be the 94 Upper Deck Griffey Mantle Dual Auto. Oh, so I believe I know that box. Yeah, I yes. believe that's a '94 Series Two Upper Deck or something two. like that. My brother has that box. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I obviously yep. I would need I would need more than one box because I I don't think there's too many of them out there. <laughs> so you get a case. You get a case. You get I get. You know, if I'm on an you island, you better just give me as many as I need to pull one. So so I can <laughs> you know keep busy. Just just if it's not that box, it's that product. You know that's. And, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of other, I mean, I like the photography of, of 94 Upper Deck and, you know, there's some other cool cards in there, but just that, that card alone, I, you know, I want to get my hands on that card. Um, and if I had to pick a tool to do something with, it would probably be some kind of wood carving tool. Cause then at least I can use, you know, the trees to make something out of, uh, eventually make a boat to get the hell off the Island with, you know, so <laughs> So it would definitely be like some kind of either some kind of axe or something that can cut into wood pretty easily. Uh, the person I would bring, I would actually, you know, I can't pick just one. You know, there's there's too many people in my life that, you know, I would, right. you know, consider so you know, that, you know, important. Um, it would have to be a whole mess of people. Um, if I had to pick one thing, then it would be my old cat. Because then uh, 
at least we can chill together on the beach and, uh, you know, he could run around and have fun. So that would be, that would be, that would be my three uh, things for that island. Okay. 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 I'm happy. I'm happy y'all went first because now I can bring either a case or more than one box. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go with, (laughs) I'm going to go with, um, I'm bringing two boxes, Donnie. I'm going to sneak, I'm going to sneak it in. Uh, I've never snuck anything on my luggage before, but I'm going to see it. I'll allow it, dude. I'll allow it this time. All right, cool. 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 If you allow it. All right, cool. So (laughs) I'm going to bring, I think I'm going to go with a 1996. Um, Normally, I'm going to ditch the Top's Finest. I would normally pick Top's Finest, but that's my favorite. In this instant, I would go with a 1996. Pacific Trading Company Power Prisms Basketball Draft. Sweet. Right? It's unlicensed. And then with my second box, I go with the 2012-13 Prism Basketball. Um, that way I can go for Kobe's first Prisms in both. Prism with an S and Prism with a Z. So and is that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that Iverson's rookie year as well? Yes. Iverson, Nash, um, Ray Allen. Yes, and this is their actual first prisms, first crown royales. Um, I'm I'm in love with Pacific Trading Company. It's like my everything. Pacific playoff and pinnacle, but I'm going with the Pacific, and that's the yeah. one product I would go with. Um, just even though I can pick any one, right? But then I'm also if the part the the object I'm going to bring is of course a computer, so I can make a song about the cards I pull and the different things I see on the island and make make the coconuts rhyme with the card somehow some way um <laughs> and then uh i would bring i would bring michael j kramer this name michael and michael j has been popping up in many different ways tonight but michael j kramer the creator of pacific trading company that's like one of my idols in the wax game y'all like i like if i can meet anybody on earth right now today like i want to meet michael j kramer because- have you ever reached out to him Man, I haven't. I've, I've I've read stories of other people who have and who have gotten in contact with his son. And Michael J. Kramer refused, uh, wants to stay on his own little island doing what he's doing with his family, yeah. which yeah, I want to know why. I mean, this man is just so intriguing to me. To this day, people will want Prism, Revolution, Crown Royales. And he was the first man to put those things in products. You know, man, and, Crown and the- Royale is, is, is so legendary, man. Man, and at the price point he did back in the 90s, because I remember it ever so, this is great because my father would always tell us, no, you can't get the upper decks or the tops because it was $4 or 450 or 350 but you could get Pacific, it's 150 You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm going to get Pacific. So that part of it, and then, yeah, just to, just to see it still alive today, you know, I feel like his name should be on the front of every box. So I want him on the island with me just so I can ask him all the questions about configurations. Cause I think he knows a lot of secrets and he created a lot of stuff that that's unknown to this day, as far as numbers and configurations. That's what I believe. So that's my three. And that's my question. All right. On my Island. All right. Well, I'm going to Bogart the next question. And uh-huh. uh, right. it, I think it's a fun one. I did uh, expose you uh, gentlemen to it earlier in the uh, little group chat that we got going on, but um mm-hmm. Man, say, uh, you know, Netflix or, or, you know, some some agent, maybe uh, Hulu or Amazon Prime, someone comes up to us, all three of us, or just you, and uh, says, you know, we really love what you're doing. We'd love to uh, produce a show. We're willing to fund it fully if you can come up with a, with an idea that 
is is worth making happen uh what would your uh pitch be what would your idea be for a, a television show uh pete uh do you do you uh want to field it man this one is sure sure so um that's tough i thought about that one for a while right and i think because a um there, there, there's a lot going on in the hobby right now as far as shows and people trying to get on. And there's already people going around to different um, sports, uh, local card shops and different breakers and starting to film whatever they want. And there's a lot of that going on. And a lot of times these companies want drama or they want suspense or they want something added to that. And I believe that the part of the hobby that we represent and that we like to embrace and highlight, there's not a lot of that there. But in order to appease the masses and the community and to create um, just that part of um, entertainment, you know what I mean? If I had to drama, drama or just competition, I would like to see, I would like to like compete. I would say give us not only like, honestly, yeah, I would like to see us like make our own company or our own mode, our own movement, our own brand. And they'll just follow us along the creation of each and every aspect of it through cards, through philanthropy, through music, through through building relationships, just that whole process through our families, through our lives, whatever intricate parts of it that make that brought us to who we are and why we are today and do what we do and why we do it. Those would be the pieces I'd want to. And I'd want to do it in the sense of like on some real competition, like that's the way they do it. They don't have any core values. They don't have any about me. They don't have any whys. They don't have anything. Go look on their Google, go look on their page. They don't have it. It doesn't exist. We do, we walk it, we talk it. And to me, that's more relatable uh, uh, and sustainable than any dollar or or just, you know what I'm saying, card. You know what I'm saying? You're getting a piece of the artist, the photographer, the, the, the everything, the creators, the, you know what I mean? So that would be the show I would want to see, be a part of um, my, myself. Um, and also, too, in full transparency, man, we've had a few, uh, Rip Pack and Slab, we've had a few production companies come up to us and ask us to be a part of some shows. And we've, we've said, nah, because the shit was just corny, y'all. Mm. Um, it just didn't align with what we believed in. And they wanted some drama and some other stuff. And it just wasn't, uh, it didn't seem, you know, we're not doing this for fame or for if that comes and, Notoriety enough, that comes cool, but it's going to come the way we want it to come and doing what we do. You know what I mean? And it wasn't pure. It was all just about we don't even know. They don't even know. They didn't know. They were pretty much asking us and we didn't even give them as much as I just said right there. And they're they're going to fail horribly. Um, I'm going to tell you that right now. But <laughs> um, um, yeah, that would be it, man. I just want to put a camera in each one of y'all homes. And then follow it around. And then y'all choose what part of it gets shown. And if we don't feel like it, we get to pick who writes our own stuff for us. You know what I mean? In that realm. So that would be my idea of a show. Excellent. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. And I think, Hell yeah, mm-hmm. man, I, think I think we're, you know, uh, we're able to pitch something like that because I think we're past step one ourselves. So it's like we've got all these systems in place. You know, it's like, you know, if you want to you want to fill up a show, you know, it's like, we've got all the legs, you know, kind of walking the walk. So. And, 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 and Kay, not yeah. to cut you off, but that's part of the reason we said no, 
because when we go into these rooms, and I lo- I don't want people to understand because they'll get a better idea of Rip Pack and Slab, who we are and what we represent and why we say no sometimes to some of these things is when we go in there, we're not just representing us. Yeah. Like literally I go in there and we name every affiliate we are part of. And if that isn't, if we're not in full control and if that can't be a part of it, then it's not going to be it. You know what I mean? From our show to 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 knock a breaking like that's the only breaker we mess with you know what i mean like if we can't name these names and you all are not just as equally excited as we are then it's not the right fit um uh, um because we know it. you know what i mean because we're already aligned with you all we're aligned with knock we're aligned with hobby connectors and so many other people that it was the right fit it was organic and it had nothing to do with money it had nothing to do with followers and have nothing to do with anything but let's have fun and create and make people feel together, right? And explain what that means and how that feels somehow into words. So I just, I don't know if I've ever had a chance to tell you all that, but we've literally been in several Zooms and if it wasn't me, it was it was, it was was Rip or, or, or Slab who have mentioned either either y'all or, or Naka. And it's like, yeah, if y'all not rocking with everything we have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If that's not gonna be a part of it, then we don't wanna do it. We don't wanna do what y'all wanna do. We wanna do what we wanna do, so. Yeah, that, just like just like our show that yeah. we have right here, and that's that's appreciated, and uh, that's that's mutual for us, man. Uh, I mean, any you know, any any uh, any situation that we would be a part of, uh, would you know, it would have to be, uh, it have to be a great fit, you know. Bottom line, otherwise, like Kay said, we could do it our damn selves. Like, who do we need? All we need is a camera, right? And then to edit it, we can do it ourselves. And anyway, before these shows pitch anything, the people that they're getting it from already have to have eight episodes written out minimum. Yeah. Right. We 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 can we can do that. And yeah. Shit. Sure. <laughs> That's nothing. Right. So, months. Yeah. Right. Right. So and we have the material and some, and we're innovative enough to stay eighteen months ahead of the competition, as my guy Michael J. Kramer said in nineteen ninety four when he was asked about the competition in the hobby. <laughs> when he was when he was shitting on the competition and the hobby, <laughs> say that. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, KK, what do you think, man? Uh, uh, what would your pitch be, bro? I think I think when we were doing zooms and we were trying to talk about uh, what we wanted this show to be and what we're trying to get out of this show, I think that's a perfect idea in in your question as well. And I had brought up um, something very specific from my childhood and. Um, that was a, a show called Pee Wee's Playhouse. Now that show for a Saturday morning cartoon show, um, that was more of a live action cartoon variety show where they jump from Ooh. skit to skit and um, obviously centered around this character who was a lot of fun. Um, you know, he got in trouble later on in his life, but that's, that's another show. Um, and, uh, but that variety show, <laughs> it, it just seems like there's so many aspects of this hobby that you could talk about and that you could jump one to the next with, you know, whether it be, you know, if you like investing, if you like uh, flipping, if you want to uh, do the art side that we're doing, uh, you want to do the music side, you know, that, that Peter's doing or something. And there's so many different topics to talk about that you could bounce. Acting, right? Acting as well too. Oh yeah. Because now everybody, yeah. I see people doing skits all the time that revolve around the hobby. And some of it, a lot of it's funny as hell, especially yours, Pete. 
Right. So, um, <laughs> dude, we 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 could uh, we could mimic Pee Wee's Playhouse pretty good, you know, just something like, be like, hey, Peter, what did you pull today? <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> so, just we can really do it, man. So yeah, so just like a like a variety show that that covers all aspects of the hobby, and you know, uh, be, and it you know, and it's organic as hell because things happen all the time in the hobby. So it like there's there's always some fodder to keep feeding off of, and. Uh, and and the the hobby is always evolving, so so the program too can do can do that as well. That's what that's what I think. Wow, man! Like a mission. I love to see. I'm cheating. Mystery mystery yeah. science theater of the hobby. <laughs> Dude, man, uh, man, I would lo- I would love to create that with you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully someone's listening with uh, with, with with the with the open checkbook and you know uh, understands how. Uh, Donnie's Playhouse could be uh, a real, a real win for the hobby. Uh, we only gonna make him more money. We gonna make him ten times more money, and that's I, fact. I mean, it, ten times at least, man. Te- uh, you oh know, ten x. <laughs> even even uh, fantasy right. football didn't have an ESPN show until a few years ago. You know, and now now that thing is big. Now that there's multiple shows about that, and that's just the one league topic. was a great show. Oh, and the, yeah, they had the league. That was actually a nice. That was an improv comedy show. That was awesome. Right. I enjoyed that one. You know, it's it's funny. It's it's funny. Uh, none of those dudes had ever played fantasy sports before that, and uh, they they played. Uh, you know, they played a great role. Uh, you know, they they they'd fool they they fooled me. You know, like they definitely seem like some avid uh, uh, fantasy players. Oh, those yeah, those fantasy football players, pro comedians, man, they were awesome. Yeah, I've met a couple of them. I've met um, Paul Shear and uh, uh-huh. what's his name, Steve. Uh, fuck, I, uh, the dude that plays Kevin, pretty pretty funny dude. Escapes me. But um, dude, I love it, man. I, uh, I would I, I would really love to make that happen, like more than uh, anything. But um, as far as answering my own question yeah. uh, as long as yours is complete kk yeah, no that that's that's the, the the main part of it word man um well dude i would yeah i would love to uh to come up with a uh, a television program that would include uh both of you guys heavily and just you know make it make it themed uh card art and have it cover the span of you know, physical uh, art that we that you and I do to cards, um, all the way to uh, verbal art that uh, Pete and and uh, RPS uh, make over in that area, and 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 you know, and find a few key hitters in between, and just kind of uh, document the process of uh, you know conceptualizing something. Um, actually, you know, putting it together and then actually marketing it or, you know, uh, produ- you know, as far as music goes, just producing it. And uh, th- I mean, there's a lot that goes into to making a song, you know, and to be able to, to document uh, all of the inspirations that come to us, um, you know, and, and, and just kind of have it be like, uh, you, I, I, you know, and, and have it kind of like, document when we get new uh projects that come in like uh you know kk you and i are going to be making uh, a customized football helmet soon it's going to be 
a um, a patch a full size Patrick Mahomes autographed uh, Chiefs helmet, and me and KK are going to customize that. And um, I would love to have stuff like that on a television show where it's like, oh, okay, so you uh, you want a helmet, okay, and then you want this, this, and this, okay, you know, just kind of, you know, do a time lapse of of that process, and then uh, you know, kind of show the end process of getting it to the customer all happy and all that um, yeah. you know just just something along those lines however i would love to uh piggyback off of uh car killer's idea because i like his better <laughs> so <laughs> no i'd love we'll to do that. that process man yeah absolutely man because uh i think i think it i think if it was done right man it could be a real cool thing Hey, get just get ready because it's gonna happen one day, shape, form, or fashion. Whether we whether we do it on our own accord with that time is right, or somebody some other individuals uh see 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 the uh vision and they want to be a part of it and they help put that together and support that. But we're gonna make it happen. This is the start of it right here. Yeah, right? Right, Deception, yeah. Right. I mean what we yes. we we met officially, y'all knew each other, but we officially pretty much met all in the same day or around the same day. And then we posed the question about a podcast and the next day we shot our first episode, essentially. Right. Oh, like yeah. we didn't Pretty wait. Much. We said, let's jump off the cliff and, and assemble the card as we fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how we're doing. It's been going pretty well, it's too, so man. If I if I uh, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, man. Uh, even what Donnie was saying, I, I you know, there's um, I, I collect uh, uh, vintage toys, too, as well as cards. And, uh, you know, they have shows for that where guys go around, look for old stuff, you know, it's vintage stuff and they flip it. You know, there's all that. There's that hype around that uh, Pawn Stars, that show, something like that. You know, something with that allure of collectability, man. I think that's a that's a strong pitch for a show because it it, it interests a lot of people, you know, more than you think. So, yeah, Yeah. I definitely. Yeah, it's 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 funny you said that. there's some people you know, talking buddy, about uh, that, KK. To to let you, there's some people actually talk. We've we've heard we've heard a, 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 a publishing company or whatever, um, production company rather, talk about a storage wars type type of show. But the way they described it wasn't anything to like the way you're describing it. Yeah. They had no idea of what they wanted to do. They just had that, you know. So they need to talk to you. That was another reason why they shut us out because we told them we need more money to talk. So they need to we need to tell them they need to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I ain't cheap, man. <laughs> Just exactly, kidding. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, ironically, um, our, uh, me and KK have a buddy named uh, Michael Scott Rash, and a few, uh, a good, a good few months ago, um, I had him draw up some some real cool, uh, uh, kind of like uh, sketch cards of Chum Lee, the the bigger dude from uh, Pawn Stars. Yeah. Basically, I mean, you know, basically one of one of the key factors that kept me watching that show. Um, it's funny. I I, I a note, man. Uh, so I had I had him uh, draw up a card of him because I know somebody that is friends with him. So I sent. Uh, first of all, I made about I think fifteen or sixteen prints of that card. Real cool, man. It's a it's a it's a uh, image of him decked out in Giants gear. He's a big San Francisco Giants fan, which is something he and I share. And um, I wrote a nice note uh, saying, uh, I mean, shoot, their their show really did play a big role. And in, uh, in me getting back into 
collecting, you know, like every, every time I would watch that show, I would hope that there'd be a sports item come up, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like a, a championship ring or, you know, they had such cool stuff, man. And it, it just kind of brought me back to that, that nostalgic feeling of the past. And, um, you know, it, it definitely, I, 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 I definitely would say that it played a big role in me uh, sparking up that type of interest towards the hobby again. And um, it'll be very cool to see, uh, you know, what those cards look like all signed up and whatnot. I told him he could keep as many as he wants, man. Basically, I, would, I just want a handful of them. I think that'd be a real cool thing to uh, just, you know, create man and um i'm not i'm not really exactly sure how i would uh market the few that i obtain or if i even will they might even just be gifts who knows you know? michael michael scott rash also know. did a, a smelter for you right oh god he did indeed um I, I i asked him if he wanted to be a part of the project a while back and he was pretty busy and he ended up uh me later on and uh, fully illustrated his own uh, Devin Smeltzer card, which I'll also be making prints of. And I'm, I'm actually going to be having Devin sign a bunch of those prints. And um, I guess the secret is now out of the bag, but I, I'm going to send uh, a signed uh, one of those prints to all of the artists that uh, made a piece for this project as Ooh. like a thank you. Ooh, I'm going to appreciate that for sure. Nice. Yeah, you know, any situation I can, I like to take. I like to take care of any anybody that has done anything for me. You know, I'm that type of person. No doubt, but it's one hell of a project that you got going, and uh, and you're in the early stages of it too. Um, shout out to anybody listening that has uh, any access to any media that can help out, just push the word because all these auctions that Donnie uh, is hosting uh, benefits uh, a. a a charity that's uh that basically helps out um pediatric cancer um uh patients and their families in in their in tough times so uh it's all yeah it's all going am, for uh, someone good is as well as it's going man i can i can always help i can't help but feel like it could you know it, it could always be a little better and um that being said man we got uh we reached the uh the thousand dollar mark in five rounds and 28 rounds going so we're looking good so far you know but um you know any 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 press would help on that one for sure you're you're definitely right about that yeah let's make that happen anybody we need you yeah oh well you know we're kind of creeping on time kk why don't you go ahead and ask your question brother oh okay so uh let's go uh my question it's it's funny i wanted to go back and this is a, like such a basic, basic question that I would ask. And since we didn't get to any of it in uh, episode one or episode two, uh, one of the big reasons why I'm here myself is because I inject my art into the sports card hobby. And um, and it's been called or deemed or phrased card art. And uh, um, that's pretty much the, the general uh, consensus of, of what everybody calls it. Um, you know, it actually used to be a word from, uh, you know, what magicians used to call what when they played with their playing cards and made magic tricks. They used to call that mm -hmm. card art. So we've kind of incorporated mm. it and kind of, you know, turned it into our own thing. Um, but uh, we, I, my question is, if you had to define it, if you had to de define what card art is to you or to everybody else or both, 
what would that be like in basic terms? Because we're still early in the podcast and uh, we haven't covered such a basic question. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful question. So uh, uh, why, don't you, why don't you hit it, Pete? I think uh, for me, for me, I'll speak from the lens, um, two lenses. First, I'll speak from the lens of uh, 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 just a card art fan. Just a few years ago when I started following card artists on, on IG, just being a fan because <laughs> I still have cards in my drawer, literally Marvel cards and basketball cards that I made when I was nine, 10 years old. So as an adult, when I saw other adults creating masterpieces, A, it made me feel, um, even though I hadn't done it in 30 years, you know yeah. what I mean, 28, 30 years, it made me feel like what I was doing or what they're doing, like there's so much value there. It's cool. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. It's different. It's 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 innovative, right? But at the same time, it's so tradition. At the same time, because you you know to create, you have to start from step one with anything. Um, um, and then th that's just from a fan of the card art. And then from and step one is being art, a fan, really. Yeah, right. You being a fan, and that and I from that. From that, I have to say part of our card art, as far as RPS and the music that we create, that we like to consider an yep. art form. Music is an art form too, right? It's, it's man, it's, it's it's kind of the same thing. But for us, it's actually became more than I thought. It's it's become therapy, um, and it's become a way for us to stay pure as far as the way we collect and how we are in the hobby and what we do and how we have fun in the hobby but more than anything it's like a bridge and it's a way to show people like look you can you can be be in art or appreciate art either this part of the art in the hobby or the art that we're talking about by listening to this or by looking at this right my uncle my our parents are musicians like me and my brother are not musicians but our father and our uncles played the steel drums our whole life they're from yo the i played Indies. the steel drums growing up so, so I played it growing up, but then, you know, we got Americanized and all we wanted to do was forget the steel drums and soccer. We just wanted to play basketball. Um, so, so, so we have that background, right? And my uncle would always say when he used to teach us uh, music, he'd say, you can see the tunes. Like the tunes have colors. You can see them. So I didn't get it until I was an adult and really started listening to different kinds of music and appreciating music. And like, okay, I understand what he's saying now. And now that we're creating music in this art form as pertains to the hobby, and as much as I love card artists that, that create things and engineer and architect things with their hands, right, and their minds, man, to me, it goes hand in hand. It's like, if you can't, if you can't see the cards, we'll speak for them. You know what I mean? And we'll tell you exactly what those cards are doing, how they look, how they make us feel. So literally, if you can't see them, you still know what's going on. You can still be a part of it. If you can't collect a card um, or afford a card, you can go create one. You can, you know, you can make a card right now with any picture you draw or cut out of a right. magazine. You can create music like you can add so much value. And there's just so much opportunity, I think, in the hobby um, when it comes to art in different forms, art forms. Um, that did that are just have yet to be uh, tapped upon. But to me, that's what card art is as a fan. And then also as a creator from the music aspect, man, it's just a way for people to feel, um, feel to laugh, smile, love, cry, whatever that is, just for you to feel and relate and hopefully stay and add your own value or it helps you um, 
you know, smile that one next minute, hour, day, whatever you need to get by. So hope that's what it is for us. It may just be a laugh for some other people or you know what I mean, or just a gimmick, but it's really become more of a tool because of the community and people that let us know, hey, like we listen to this song, this song, like this makes us smile. It got us through hard times. And thank you for reaching out and responding and just liking this and won't, 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 you know what I mean? So for that, it, we're intentional now about, okay, fuck mainstream, fuck what everybody else cares and wants to hear. We like That's why we felt anyway. It's always about what we wanted, but now it's more about what we want and what the community that really supports us and gravitates and gives us energy, what they want, so we can give them that same energy and make them smile too, man. And sh- you know, so it's just a way to relate, a way to relate and a Sounds long good. breath. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. Um, I'll go ahead and tackle that one. Uh, card art. So one word comes to mind real quickly, and that is expression. You know, mm-hmm. it is um, a tremendous way to express yourself especially when you have someone like me who fully jumped into the hobby uh, after, you know, being being a, a homeless drug addict for a while. And, and, you know, one of the first things that I did once I got my shit together was, was you know, start collecting, uh, you know, signed memorabilia. Uh-huh. So it really became a transfer of addictions with collecting, and then, you know, further on down the line became card art. And I really, um, I really think it's, it's amazing to see everybody's form of expression, whether it be with physical card art, like, uh, you know, like something that you or I do, as opposed uh, to even, you know, our boy Pete with the old rip hop, you know, yeah. which is a term that, that I really hope catches on, man. Rip hop is is the truth rip hop is the future and uh that's you know it's it's just it's a it's another form of expression you know and who knows how far that can go you know i know for a fact that i could write a whole uh you know comedy set around uh sports cards you know i guarantee i could you know and so um it's just really cool to see a whole uh, a whole new form of art uh, generate from a hobby and so it's it's yeah it's really cool to see that and uh i would love to see i would love to hear what card killer uh what his response would be so i'll pass right. the mic all right so if i want to get down like to basics here uh again i like i always like to look at things like step back and look at it as a whole um because it gets very specific what you want to call card art what you what you think card art is uh, card art can be anything that you see from just people, you know, expressing, you know, like Johnny said, expressing the way that they uh, interpret, uh, you know, how sports card fits into their lives. Um, for me, I think card art is has been blowing up over the last kind of, uh, kind of like couple of years um, because what it is, mm-hmm. is, is it's a format. It's um, and what's, what's happening is that it's become a, become what we, like I believe it's become a movement, and um, and usually in art, when a movement happens, it's it's because there's uh, there's first steps of 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 innovation, and then um, when people really like it and sees that it's taking off, then everybody jumps on a bandwagon, and they incorporate that style as their own, and then it goes through um, 
this phase of getting diluted and then it kind of gets uh, through a phase of getting tossed out. Um, it happens in music a lot, you know, um, you know, when you say something like, you know, in, in the nineties with, uh, you know, in the early nineties, you know, rock music went from this kind of glam kind of decadent kind of style to this very, very like dark kind of, um, you know, that grungy style. And, um, what happens mm -hmm. is that everybody jumps on that bandwagon and then it all, a couple of years later, you know, there's, there's a million bands doing that same kind of thing. And then it kind of gets washed out. Um, but what's special about card art for me is that it's a movement in, a, in but in a sense that it's any artist can jump in with their own style and they don't have to jump on anybody else's style to do it. They can just be a part of the, be a part of the movement based on what they have in their heart and they don't have to copy anybody else. So like, um, for me it's it's like it's very special because it's so accessible to for for anybody to be like oh i don't have to make this you know huge painting to get my message across i could put it in this small little piece of card art and i have this whole audience and this whole scene around it um and you're not you and you don't have to sit there and go oh i have to adapt this style to get attention you don't you adapt your own style into into card art so that's why i feel it's uh it's very specific it's very special um, it, as a movement that has its own freedom uh, within every artist to be a part of it in every aspect of what they do. And Pete, you do it through music. But um, I think that card art is is what we've been seeing in the last couple of years um, due to, you know, people coming in and expressing themselves. Um, so that would be my answer. I hope that wasn't too complicated. <laughs> No, I dig it. Um, I want to give a quick right. shout out to Andrew LA ninety seven. This man just uh, he he won an auction for my um, my American Pride Spider Man uh, Joker mashup piece that actually ended at six p.m. while we are doing this podcast. Oh, gotcha! And um, one thing that's cool about that is uh, I don't believe he has. Well, I mean, I, he definitely has not. Uh, ever bought a piece from me before or uh, in fact i believe he just started following me so it uh it's it's real it's real refreshing to uh you know to to, to have someone new um you know validate my art someone who thinks that uh my my art yeah thank you man mm -hmm. you know someone that that thinks my uh my art yeah. piece is worth 120 bucks even though they've never seen anything else that i've done you know it's it's, it's a real cool feeling so shout out to you, buddy. Thank you, Andrew LA97. It kind of nice. sounds like super savage shout out o'clock, dude. <laughs> All right. Um I can smell it. Yeah. Real quick, my super savage shout out is to uh women of the hobby at uh on Instagram. Uh card killer put me on to them, I want to say about a yep. month ago. Um, and it's just a platform where women are uniting. Right. Fully inclusive. It's not just for women. It's for everybody. But it's a platform where women are uniting uh, 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 and empowering and telling stories of their collections and ownerships and their stories in the hobby. So at Women of the Hobby is my super savage. Shot. I really I like that. them, man. Yeah, they, they have a really nice format, uh, a pro looking um, way of presenting, uh, you know, their their content. Uh, they're interviewing a lot. They have, they're sharing a lot of information. They're doing the right thing for the right people at the right time. Everything is clicking for them. Um, I back that up 100%, man. Awesome shout out. 
Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, it's, I mean, you know, just just like any uh, male dominant uh, activity, it's great to see, you know, uh, females have their own uh, space in the hobby. So that's awesome. That um, I'll take the next one, and uh, man, the next one, it's a, it's, it's very important to me. Um, this dude has become a friend of mine over time. Um, I believe we first started talking when he um, bought a, a few break, uh, a few pulls. I was doing um, uh, manual pulls uh, for, you know, different cards and whatnot. And he, uh, you know, not only did he jump in uh, any time after that, that I would do him, he would, he would, you know, always keep jumping in again. And we formed a little friendship over time and he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up, breaking a bunch of 2019 uh tops update uh wax and he had he ended up having uh, a decent amount of Devin smelter base cards which he actually sent over to me uh to send out to a few of the artists that are uh, contributing art for the smelter project that i'm doing donating uh all the money to cash cancer looking foundation uh as card killer said uh that's helping fund uh families that have kids, um, you know, battling cancer, man, fighting for their lives. So I couldn't think of a, a more just cause. Um, and also, not only did he send a few cards for us to use, um, that man has won, I think, three or four of the uh, of this six auctions that we've done so far, um, each one being about 200 uh, bucks. So... Man, not only did he supply some of the cards, he ended up buying a few of them back after the artists did their thing. And, um, you know, just just to, to feel, um, you know, someone buy into my message so hard, it is a powerful thing, man. And it, it lets me know that, uh, you know, I'm doing something good that's just, you know, much bigger than than me, much bigger than him, much bigger than all of us. And uh, that man is Paw Paw Breaks. And, uh, yeah, I, I do think everybody that is not following him already, uh, they're missing out. So, Paw Paw Breaks, you are the man. That is my super savage shout-out. Yeah, appreciate you, Paw Paw, man. And he was uh, definitely a, a big part of the Mayhem Break last week. And uh, we hope to see him, uh, you know, keep uh, keep uh, feeling the love for that, man. It's been uh, it was fantastic. Um, let's see my shout out. I want to go again. Um, I'm going to go like, and, and backtrack and like do something maybe I should have done in the first episode. Cause I feel like, um, my shout out is kind of one of the OGs of card art and, um, that's Mr. Tim Carroll. So Ooh. if you want to, uh, if Ooh. you want to go check him out, Tim Carroll art, I believe it, it, it is on uh, Instagram and, uh, you'll start seeing, you know, he's, he's the dude who basically takes cards um cuts them up and makes bigger cards out of them i mean it's that simple it's that elegant it works it uh the card the the art is always awesome he's been consistent for a very long time uh i found out about him you would not believe in 2018 so like three years ago and he had been at it for about a decade already um so i was really late to the game because i started you know because i had come from a position where i was more in the art world than the sports card art world uh, back then and I was throwing my cards into my art maybe 2015 
Um, and then I was, I was doing a show where I was showing um, some pieces at a gallery and um, someone came up to me and was like, oh, there's some guy in New Orleans who, who, who put sports cards in their art. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I, I immediately Googled it because thinking I was the only one and apparently I wasn't. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it, it, it turns out, you know, I found him pretty quickly, Tim Carroll. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he just basically makes these pro pieces of big cards from uh small cut up commons. And, uh, it's usually a, it's pretty a, iconic cards too. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all really, you know, familiar, um, familiar, uh, pieces and everything but uh you know he's loaded up with his commissions and everything but he's uh you know he's part of the big leagues uh he's got paintings he's got he's got pieces up in the hall of fame uh in the baseball hall of fame so um big shout out to him for being uh one of the innovators of of the scene uh he's gonna be around uh for a long time if you don't know him check him out uh i don't know if you can afford him i certainly can't (laughs) <laughs> definitely not yeah he, he's definitely the first card artist that i'd ever come across yeah i mean like in the sense where they're using cards in like in in art you know using cards as media for sure um we know of the currency project uh you know we're a part of their journey too they're a part of ours uh we're certainly the baseball uh, card vandals as well baseball card vandals uh, have been around for a while. very long time yeah um all they different predate, uh they predate us for sure yeah and they've been around and, uh, you know, all these, uh, they all had different angles and everything, but, uh, Tim Carroll's definitely works because, you know, he's tugging on the heartstrings of collectors for a long time. Uh, and he will continue to do so, believe me, because he just put a post out of Kirby Puckett and, uh, it's a slam dunk as usual. It's almost, it's almost like we could call him the godfather of hard art. Yeah, no, for sure. If, if there's going to be someone out there, you know, you would you would definitely go to to someone who is uh who had the innovation you know early on and been a, a what a, a what writer. a wonderful what what a wonderful and proper way to pay homage i like that yeah i wanted to you know like it felt like in episode 1 i should have done it so now i'm going back like in episode 3 now and i'm thinking what should have been the damn things we covered in episode 1 and i feel like tim carroll yeah. tim carroll <laughs> and what is hard art and stuff like that uh, glad we covered that today and um i feel there's another person that we uh me and you you know we were kind of iffy not iffy but me and you were like on the on the cusp of both choosing one person and then we we both ended up choosing somebody else and mm-hmm. uh, i think we kind of skipped this dude and that dude's name is blender of zombie you know oh, yeah I, I was I think yeah, was, he was he was gonna get oh, covered wow. real soon, yeah. believe me. Yeah. I think I'm, maybe we should I'm, I'm, <laughs> you wanna cover yeah, him now? <laughs> well yeah, I mean I'm 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 glad I'm glad that there's a mutual appreciation for this man because the innovation that he not only brings to the hobby, man, but the energy that he brings to it uh, is just so pure, man. Like you're talking you're talking about a dude who makes better card art than most of the people in the space and didn't charge for any of his his cards for a long time man like he he just recently started selling them but like he would just you know he would just like give them away or or, or trade them or whatever you know but uh you just you you want to talk about good people you talk about blender of zombie you know I just thought I'd throw that out there while I have a second yeah dude he he definitely defines uh you know, what the positivity in the community and within the Cardar community is like he he's he's there every step of the way. Uh, so I appreciate it. And I love talking to him. 
Big shout out to Chris. He got the top space in our uh, mayhem. Yes, grade. he did. He's getting that auto. I'm gonna. Yeah, I gotta do a little extra something special for him. He certainly will. I certainly will. All right. Yeah, Blender Zombie go crazy. Shout out to Blender Zombie for yeah, real. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Um, I'm I'm real glad that we uh, got together for uh, a nice round three, gentlemen. And uh, I look forward to round four coming up next week. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. Yes, that was sir. awesome. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, look forward to hearing some feedback. Again, we're still in feedback mode. Uh, let us know what you like. Let us know what we can improve. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll listen in and uh, we'll take it all into consideration. We appreciate it. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, much love to everybody. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hope to see you again next week. And uh, don't forget to subscribe if you want to keep hearing our, uh, you know, our jargon. Sounds good. Yep, what they said. Yep, what they said, y'all. Good night, guys. Yes, sir. I got a knot. I got it. Cause I flipped the box. I flipped it. I'm finna rip. I ripped Let's it. Let's break with knot. Exquisite wax. Oh. Pour up a shot.